Hello, and welcome to Rather Good Chat. This is episode one, and it is about dogs. And I'm Joel. And I'm David. Hello, Dave. Hey, uh, how you doing? I'm I'm wonderful, thank you. Resplendent. Glowing. Good. Yes. <laughs> how about you? I'm quivering with excitement. Are you quivering? Yeah. I've also got a got a cold, so I'm probably just shivering with fever as well. Yeah, it could be. When you quiver, do you, is it like a rigid quivering, like uh, something taut just going backwards and forwards like a ruler, or is it kind of liquidy and voluptuous and sloshing? It's like um, if you hit a jelly with a teaspoon. Oh, yes, that's the kind of quivering I like to picture. Mm. That's far more, far more uh, sensual, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I do a lot of hitting jellies with spoons. There's a lot of variation in how stiff a jelly is as well, of course. Right, yes, you, yeah. You, and and depends on the force you hit it with and the type of spoon. Like you could just smash the jelly or kind of penetrate the jelly. What you're going for really mm. is a bounce off with maximum quivering, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to explode the jelly. No. You don't want to just no. smash it to, to smithereens with a ladle. Is that why you're quivering? Has somebody smashed me with a ladle? With a spoon? <laughs> The big yes. difference between bopped with a spoon and smashed Smash with a ladle, ladle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought, well, I don't mean always, I mean for maybe 25 years, I always thought it'd be quite fun to um, to sell a product which is an oil specifically for ladles and, um, you know, to preserve the, the lovely sheen of your ladle. Right. And um, I would kind of advertise it as, uh, hey, you need a little ladle oil for your ladle? <laughs> Amazing, and yes. then maybe someone, yeah, someone from you know the south of of America, where they might use the phrase "Hey, little lady," yeah, "Hey, little lady, need a little ladle oil for your ladle." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I was going to go. I was going to go with the um, uh, other marketing strategy of of a man in lederhosen on top of a mountain in Austria. Oh, lederhosen. Yeah, very good. So, how would that go? Well, he'd be yodeling, right? So, he'd be yodeling, ladle oil, yodel, little ladle oil. Yeah. That's good. In his ladlehosen. Ladlehosen. Yes, he's wearing, <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing ladlehosen made entirely of ladles. Are they made of ladles or are they covered in ladles or is it both? I think he's wearing nothing but a system of ladles lashed together with twine. Mm. I mean, it would be good for cradling the, uh, the intimate parts. Cradling the ladles. The ladle cradle. I've got a ladle cradle for, you know, for the... For the bits, <laughs> do you think people would wear unnecessarily large ladles in that situation? I think so. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? No one would want like snugly fitting ladles. No, you wouldn't want like a little uh, a little teaspoon there. Or it's human nature. This is where marketing expertise comes to the fore because some people would probably try and sell snugly fitting ladles, and they'd go out of business quite quickly. The people yeah, with like XL ladles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of oil needed for those larger ladles <laughs> as well. It's a great business. I think you're onto a yeah. winner here. I reckon. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you agree. I mean, I've been knocking this idea around for, as I as I said, two and a half decades now. So, mm. well, I think I think we should not delay any longer. Pounce on it. I think the first thing we should do is order twenty thousand ladles. It's a shame that it's been so delayed. Hey. <laughs> yeah, well, enough delayed on the ladle. We'll uh, we'll get going. So there's two businesses, right? It's a ladle manufactory and the ladle oil. Yes. Do you have any idea what the ladle oil is made of? There's two ways of doing this, right? There's like the ethical way where you spend a long time researching the optimal oil for your ladle. But then there's the way that I suspect all specialist products really are done, which is you just take a generic thing and charge twice as much and add the specific thing on the end. Mm. So like ladle oil, which would just be generic three-in-one oil, but substantially more expensive because it's specifically formulated for ladles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the marketing strategy, isn't it? Definitely. What's the cheapest oil? Whale oil. Whale oil. <laughs> <laughs> You don't see much whale oil around anymore, do no, you? I you wonder don't. why that is. No, it's gone out of fashion somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, maybe, maybe should... there's a gap in the market there. Yeah, bring back whale oil. I bet, I, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm only joking about not understanding why. It's because it's so mean the way that it was extracted, isn't it? You need to find a nicer way of squeezing the whales and then releasing them. Like well, a catch and release whale squeezing policy. I mean, it's ruinously expensive to build the whale press as well. Yeah, you need to press a lot of whales. Mm. You need to squeeze them enough to get a recoup on your investment or you charge a lot of money for the ladle oil yes yeah whale ladle oil yeah 
Yes. <laughs> well, you were late home, darling. Where have you been? Oh, I got waylaid at the Waylay Loyal Station. I've been waylaid and delayed. Waylaid and delayed. So that anyway, yeah, there you go. Ladle oils. Um, we're going to need another company to build the whale presses because, in my, my yeah. extensive googling for whale presses to try and get this business started, I'll be honest with you, I haven't found a single one. I haven't found right, a right. single whale press on eBay. And and obviously, I'm not going to Google anything either. But I, I believe whales are quite large, aren't they? Generally. They are big. Should mention this as well. Just uh, the policy podcast policy is no googling, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, so any Googling on whale presses that we had done was before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whales are quite big. So you probably wouldn't want to get an apple press and try and put mm. a whale in. I think you'd struggle to fit a whale. The only way to do it would be right. to section the whale and then you're back in the kind of meanness to whale territory, aren't you? Are you expecting the whale to survive the, the pressing process? Well, I think you've got to. I think you've got to squeeze it gently. So just a little bit of oil right. leaks out and then send it mm. back in. Ideally, caressingly. In maybe you don't need a press right. at all. Maybe you just give it a big hug and squeeze it right. while you're hugging it. Just hard enough for a bit of oil to out of its nose or wherever it comes. Where does the oil come out of? Blowhole. Uh, comes just come out uh, of the blowhole. Blowhole, probably. You're like, yeah, give it a squeeze yeah. and it squirts out the blowhole. I've just had a thought. I mm. think I've cracked it. Right. right. So whales are not the only cetaceans, right? That's... Well, yes. There are small dolphins or poises. Well, I mean, I mean, if I'm going to be really technical, I believe dolphins are whales. Okay, they're small whales, are they? They're whalelets, whalelings. I think, I think so, yes. The dolphin is to the whale as the gnome <laughs> is to the human. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, in fact, there's quite small. There's um, pink... F- fictional, you mean? No. <laughs> no, dolphins are real. They're a thing. Uh, I know because I've seen them and they were not just... Either small or far away whales. I saw I saw dolphins in um in the Solent, uh, just off Southampton once. Oh, nice! Which I was really surprised by. I didn't know there were dolphins there. That was like a real treat. There are dolphins basically anywhere there's water. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've I've checked my bathroom sink loads, and I've never seen one. They're just they're just very small ones. They're they're probably still right. in their um uh, plankton stage. Oh right, I see. Are they like are they like jellyfish? Do they spend most of their life little tiny? plant-like things growing on rocks. They're unlike jellyfish in some important ways, but they do right. have a zooplankton life cycle stage, yes. Like all, like all mammals. Yeah. The blue whales just constantly leak spores that, um, right. yeah, that gradually turn into plankton, little tiny dolphinlets, which gradually grow through the different sizes of porpoise and dolphin and then through the different sizes of whale into the blue whale. And I think if it wasn't for the fact that we've cruelly squeezed the largest whales out of existence, um, you'd find that they'd keep growing to other colours and sizes of whale. Purple. Wow. Yeah, purple, aquamarine. Eventually disappearing off into the ultraviolet spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. That's when they, they, they drift off so massive that they become their own. They collapse it into a sort of black whale. Yes, something like that. I was just thinking, this is why, have you, you, you know, there are pink river dolphins, right? Which are the smallest dolphins. Mm, yes. I've actually seen, I've been. They're the really goofy looking ones, They are. Right? I've been to the Amazon and, and I've seen them splashing around in the, in, the, in the river. This is what happens with the size, right? So they start off small, emitting light at the pinky red end of the spectrum. And as they get larger, the intensity increases. So the wavelength shrinks, so that, you know, the energy of the photons they emit gets higher and they yeah. go through a kind of bluey gray phase. And then that's how they would end up in the ultraviolet if the, if we allowed them to get bigger. Oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah. I thought that the pink ones and the blue ones, like the pink dolphins and the blue whales, is just because they're traveling towards or away from us incredibly fast. You would think that, wouldn't you? This is redshift, cosmic redshift. Mm, yes. I can't remember which is which is towards and which is away. Can you not? Well, I can tell you. It's the Doppler effect. Oh, it's really easy to remember. Mm. It's the Doppler effect, right? So in the same way as a car going past you, the sound waves are compressed, making them higher. And as it goes away, they're stretched out, making them lower. Oh, uh, right. Yes. Okay. Something that- moving away from you very fast which is the vast majority is redshift right you're moving away Mm. from you very fast the light waves the light waves get stretched out and so they go down into the red end of the spectrum something going towards you very fast would go blue 
Blue Shift. That makes perfect sense. You should be a science teacher. Uh, yes. I mean, this pod I mean, is a science Two-thirds cast. of your facts will be completely wrong, but the, the remaining third will be really interesting. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, they'll all be interesting. It's just that they won't be reliably true. That's all. Yes. <laughs> 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 and what is truth anyway, Dave? Yeah, right. We live in a post-truth world, Joel. Yes, that's correct. So anyway, I, I think what I was getting at when I started this um, alliance with the smaller end of the whale spectrum is that those smaller, you get them at the right time. You get those little river dolphins and micro porpoises and things. You can just hoik them out of the water, give them a hug, hoik them back in. You're going to struggle to, oh, to give a yeah. hug to the big whales, right? That's when you need you know what, mechanical presses. River dolphins look like they'd be great fun to hug as well. Yeah, they're all kind of soggy. They look all soft and squishy. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're great. It's like they're like um, like a squishy. You know the toys, the squishies. Mm. You squeeze one, it compresses and then gradually returns to its original shape. But in the meantime, a little a little of oil, precious whale oil, has uh, splurted out of its blowhole. Precious ladle oil. Precious, yeah. I mean, it's precious whale oil, but. Obviously, we will then market it as ladle oil. Mm. And then yeah. all of our fools competition trying to extract mineral oils and vegetable oils, and they'll all just be completely ground into the dirt by our very, very cheap and easy to source Yet, whale oil. Our, our enormous industrialized dolphin squishing facilities. I think, actually, I don't even think we'll have to pay anyone to work for us. I think people will right. just love hugging the whales we could, so much. Uh, we. That's it. We we'll market it as like a it. therapy, yeah, yeah, a therapeutic thing. Yeah, it'd be great. Brilliant. Come and hug the whales, and then, oh, I tell you, so, okay, here it is, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a whale hugging spa facility where they come. It's there's loads of farmed river dolphins. People come, we hoik them a dolphin out of the water, and they give it a big long hug. But the the room in which they're doing it has got like a central drain. It, you know, it slopes down to a central drain. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm envisioning, right, that they just kind of roll around on the floor, hugging dolphins, getting coated in whale oil, right? And every time you hug the yeah. whale, it goes... And there's oil spurting out the whale, what blowholes of probably hundreds of, of people hugging whales in this in this room, right? This large room. How long? How long can a river dolphin survive out of the river? Oh, well, days probably. I mean, you. you, you <laughs> I think you'd, well, we'll yeah. find out. You know, we'll we'll experiment. Well, I think we'll, yeah, we'll... we will discover the answer to that question. But I think probably we'll charge people by the hour, right? So after an hour, we'll chuck the dolphins back in by the hour. Yeah. Wow. Wower. And and you know they'll need to eat. They'll yeah. need to eat some food to replenish their oil gland, right? Anyway, I wonder how many times a day the the dolphin can go being. I was going to say milked for oil, but milking is for milk, right? So oiled. Yeah, oiled. yeah. Um, being oiled. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and so people are going to roll around in an ecstatic frenzy of whale oil and hugging and spurting of, of dolphin oil. And all of this oil will collect in the central gutter down and, into... and collect in our large vats where we will then kind of bottle it off into quite small bottles of patent mm, ladle oil, premium, premium ladle oil. Ladle oil and sell it for a vast profit. We're making money at every stage. And then, I mean, I don't know what happens when the dolphins die, when they, they'll die of old age, right? Or pleasure. I think dolphins are fairly long-lived, aren't they? Okay, I mean, this business is going to be going for a long time. They mm. live for like 100 years. Maybe not 100. I don't know, actually. Uh, I'm going to guess 3,000 years. Right. Anyway, when we eventually do start to lose dolphins through either fatal pleasure or old age, we can probably start a new business with a dolphin restaurant. I reckon, right? yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see no problem with that. No, 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 it'll be fine. People are keen to eat dolphin, I think. Yeah, 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 nozzle on toast. <laughs> just uh, the nozzle, it's the, best. The, it's the best bit. Yeah, the nozzle's premium, yeah. Are we going to eat the rest of the dolphin or just the nozzles? Just the nozzles, the rest goes in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um us us using dolphins as playthings for our own amusement. Yeah. Uh, that's actually like dolphins do that, don't they? Dolphins infamously are, are sort of quite horrible. Oh yeah, they, they can be really mean to smaller porpoises and things, yeah. Yeah, and they like fish and other creatures. And, but, oh gosh, yeah. they like use use fish as like toys or um or like sex toys. It's gross. I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to assert something. 
mm-hmm. which I'm not going to Google to check if it's true because that's the rules, right? So I'm going to say this as if it's a definite fact. Good. So this is now a definite fact. There was a dolphin observed wearing a fish hat. Uh, it would swim <laughs> around with a fish on its head as a hat. Right. And, after, and after a while, other members of the pod collected fish and started swimming around with fish hats as well in a clear sign of dolphin fashion and culture. Right. Yeah. And eventually it kind of drifted out of fashion and they stopped wearing hats. But for a period, there was a fashion to wear fish as hats in that dolphin how, pod. How did they keep the fish on their heads? Well, I think they're just quite good at swimming, you know, like uh, maybe it's similar to people balancing a fish a fish on their head as they walk along. You, <laughs> you know how you do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the easy way to do that, obviously, is to get a large fish with a big enough mouth that you can lever it over your head and have the fish sticking I mean, up, if... which is how I wear my fish hat. Right, yes, yeah. yeah. What fish do you normally use? Grouper. What fish is a grouper? Yeah. Right. I I tried I tried basking shark, but it was just a bit no. Too that's big. much too big. Yeah. You just disappear into the basking shark, right? Yeah, I know. But I mean, a dolphin could wear a basking shark. Was that still too big even for a dolphin? Maybe. They are Maybe huge, depends on the size of both the shark and the dolphin. So I don't know. It strikes me where where that dolphin's gone wrong, and what I'm going to say when I talk to them next is, you want to try an octopus, mate. Because the the octopus right. will self self adhere, right? I presume that the dolphins can't tie knots because of not having hands, so you can't tie no. the tentacles together under your chin. But you just need to get the octopus to agree to the whole thing, and then it will sit there and <laughs> suck itself on. Yeah, I guess you could use like a a lamprey or something as a little jaunty party hat. You could. I mean, it would be a very painful party hat after a while. Do people know how lampreys work? Mm. Maybe they no. don't. So lamprey is an incredibly um, old fish, isn't it? It's ancient. It's a jawless fish. And instead of a jaw, it's got a sucker with a ring of horrible teeth. It's kind of a bit like a small, you know, the pit of sarlacc in Star Wars. Or like sandworms from June, right? Yeah, yeah. They're very lamprey-esque. But with teeth, yeah, they are. With, uh, well, it depends which June you're talking about. Like the the latest movie, that, that version's quite lamprey, isn't it? Mm, that's what I was picturing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the original movie where they hinge open isn't like lampreys. Anyway, yeah, it's like a toothy ring and they suck on and then they rasp away your flesh, which um, is my preferred way of feeding as well. Mm. Although I hasten to add, not with whales. I don't do that to whales because no. that would be mean. It would be mean. And you only want the nozzle anyway. You do. Yeah, and that you can just kind of push the whole thing in your mouth and go, <laughs> and it, it just pops off, and then yeah. you can, yeah, you can just chuck the rest of it back in the sea, and then the and then the dolphin goes like this, <laughs> and its nozzle pops back out, pops a new nozzle out. Right, right. So yeah. dolphins very much obey cartoon physics, sort of Daffy Duck style, beak being shot off, kind of physics, right? I mean, I haven't tried shooting their beaks off. But certainly that's what happens when you suck off the nozzle. Mm. I don't like the phrase, suck off the nozzle. <laughs> I was just thinking as I said it. I wonder if that's going to get a reaction. I've got no idea what you're talking about, Dave. I, I hope you're not displaying your filthy mind again. I, we were going to be talking about dogs, weren't we? But we, we're talking more about dolphins. Do you think we should it talk about a, dogs a bit? Oh, no, hang on. No, I want, to, I want to talk about something else first before we move on. Okay. Um, which is, we're talking about fish that suck onto things, right? Mm, and, um, yeah. So I very recently, within the last couple of days, realised that my youngest daughter didn't know what a remora is. And I had the joy of explaining remoras and then finding that's, some pictures of remoras. I'm pretty sure that's when um, the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, isn't it? That's remora. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly. Right. Nearly, nearly. No, the remora, they're those sucker fish with suckers on the top of their heads that just stick to big sharks and things. Oh, yeah, um, right, right. And get kind of drifted around. And, they, you know, they clean them and eat discarded food and stuff. But they're brilliant things with a suction cup on the top of their heads. Oh, I'd love to have a suction cup on top of my head. Yeah, you should try it. It's great. Just suck yourself onto larger creatures. It would make you know. wearing a fish hat very easy as well. I spent most of 2013 stuck to the side of an elephant, just being, <laughs> just being dragged around by the back right. of my head. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was a very, very kind of low stress life. A beautiful year. Yeah. 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 Gradually cruising around the savannah. I didn't have to lift a, lift a finger, really. I just nibbled bits of crumbs that didn't get eaten by the 
elephant naturally wafted past my mouth and I could just <laughs> suck them up. Right, yeah, yeah. I was hardly expending any energy because I was well, just elephants stuck to an eat, elephant. Elephants eat like leaves, right? What do they eat? Fruit. Yeah, they, know, they eat fruit, dolphin nozzles. Right, yes. Yeah. And um, spicy Doritos. <laughs> I mean, if they can eat spicy Doritos, they will. Yeah. Mm. It's their primary source of protein. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know why I said um, protein. There's probably no protein at all in a in a Dorito. Depends which Doritos you're eating, right? Mm. If you if you're eating the the corn ones, then not a great deal. If you're eating the the flesh ones, then the beef then, ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Delicious flesh Doritos. Yeah, mm, I don't like that phrase either. You don't like the phrase flesh Doritos? <laughs> no, no. In fact, there's few few words can be improved by sticking flesh before them. Really? Mm. I love that. One of my favorite things about German is their word for meat is Fleisch. Fleisch is good, Fleisch. isn't it? Yeah. Pork, yeah. pork is Schweinfleisch. Schweinfleisch. Very good word. Schweinfleisch. Yeah. I'd like some Schweinfleisch, please. Sounds so much better than pork, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a brilliant um, uh, link, a, a segue to get us back to dogs. Well, seeing right. as it's from you, I expect it is brilliant, Dave, and you're not exaggerating mm. at all. So are you ready for this? It's genius. I'm so whales, in. whales yeah. have evolved from land animals. They used to be um, quadrupedal land animals. Then they yeah. evolved to live in the sea, and their 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 legs gradually uh, evolved into flippers. Uh, yeah. And another quadrupedal land animal is the dog. Oh wow, that's a great segue. Yeah, right. Genius. Well done. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Great fact. So that means that you could probably squeeze dogs for their precious oil as well. Probably. Have you tried it? Dog oil. <laughs> Do- dog oil. <laughs> it's a slightly slightly less premium product than whale oil. Dog oil. Yeah. Is this for oiling my dog or is it from dogs? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you have you have a dog. Have you ever squeezed him for his oil? Well, I, I squeeze him regularly, but he hasn't leaked oil yet. Mm. I wonder whether I'm not squeezing him hard enough. Or in the right way. Yeah, maybe I need to construct a press. Oh, no, mm. I wouldn't press him. That's a bit mean. He's a lovely dog. He's a very good boy. That's, I mean, that's a double standard. Happily squeeze a dolphin. Happily press a dolphin. Oh, no, I mean, this is... I mean, I I think as we've just discussed, we're not... Going to use the dolphin press, are we? We're just going to get people to oh, yeah, manually right. squeeze yeah. the dolphins. Mm. So you know, although I make no, I make no secret of the fact that I would happily press the dolphins. <laughs> I don't think there's any need to. I think we're going to squeeze them, and I do love a, a squeeze of a dolphin. It's great, isn't it? Mm, yeah. The problem, like yeah. one of the problems with the dog is you squeeze him. Apart from the fact that he doesn't squirt oil, is um, you know, he's quite meaty. He kind of retains his fundamental shape when you give him a cuddle. Whereas dolphins, as discussed, they just kind of squish down and then slowly regain their shape. Not enough, not enough blubber. Not enough blubber. We had a, I, I mean, had a, um, as a, as a, as a kid, we had a Labrador. Um, blubbery? She, she was quite blubbery. Definitely, right. definitely towards later in life, she became quite, yeah. quite spherical. Yeah. Right. Labradors are maybe the thickest dog, I think. Thick as in coat of blubber. Uh, yes, and also yeah, every possible not every possible meaning of the word thick. Actually, thinking about it, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yes, definitely quite stupid and quite easily obese. Right. They just yeah. They just they're very hungry exist. dogs, aren't they? They just exist to eat, and yeah. and they don't seem to have any cutoff point that tells them they're full. So yeah. they'll just eat and eat and eat. And yeah, our one got a bit. So as an aside, I, I I read somewhere or heard somewhere, I forget where exactly now, that the dogs that get trained as, you know, really high functioning helper dogs like guide dogs for the blind and, you know, service dogs, mm. it's not because those breeds are fundamentally born very clever. It's because they're extremely biddable. And the right. reason they're extremely biddable is because they're very, very motivated by the treats that you can give them. So yeah. they'll go that extra mile to get the treat, which is basically because they're just greedy. So the most trainable dogs are the greediest dogs. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So that greed that you're, you know, slightly derogatory about there could have been the key to a life of greatness for your dog. 
I think she had a life of greatness. I mean, probably, oh, probably we should have, as a family, I was a child, so I, I I'm absolved myself of all responsibility. Oh yeah, probably, right. That's everyone's excuse. Yes, yeah. Probably we could have <laughs> for everything. You know, yeah. Put her on a more healthy diet. Right. So uh, you currently have a dog, and you have had for several years. Um, yes. Tell me about your dog. Tell you well, I mean, where to start? So Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, Veach, which is his full name, um, is a very very lovely boy. He's our hairiest child, uh, and probably our favourite child because he's the one who's always nice to us and always pleased to see us. Um, and so he gets preferential children treatment <laughs> rather over the other children. I mean, what else is there to say? He's just a very good boy. He's the he's the perfect child. Aww. How old is he now? He's five now. Aww. Yeah, going Good on six actually. He'll be six soon. Yeah, so he's not like a bonkers little puppy anymore, but he's also not an old man yet. Do you do a little birthday party when he when he turns five or six? Or yeah, we'll have a little birthday party for him, and he'll feel glad to be included. Although he won't really engage with the whole hat wearing process, mm. but the the hat is mandatory. You could. Get him a lamprey hat, and then he wouldn't have a choice. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like a, a semi-permanent lamprey hat. Mm. Probably lose some weight as well if you gave him a lamprey. You'd have to offset the weight of the lamprey. Well, one, by the, when the lamprey eventually comes off, you'll weigh less, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, quite a lot of your substance will have become lamprey by that point. I've always, I've always wondered why parasites aren't a more widely used dieting technique. Well, there are pills with tapeworm eggs in, right? Um, really? People deliberately... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, models were famously taking them um, uh, to lose weight. Uh, I can't remember when it was, but there was a thing about it. Are we talking um, within recent memory? I mean, I, from, from memory, again, I'm not going to Google any of this, but do you remember there was a period where like, heroin chic was a thing and mm. you know, supermodels were taking heroin and um, doing all kinds of unhealthy things to look stupidly unhealthily thin? Yeah. And I think it was during that period. I mean, for wow. all I know, people still do it. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not a doctor. I mean, I don't understand why they stopped using leeches and lampreys to suck out the evil. Don't they? I, I could be being... I know they, they still use maggots, right? They do. Do you remember? Were you around when I had my maggot business idea? No, I don't think I was. I don't know if you can still do this because it's a long time ago now. But I found, ages ago, I found somewhere that sells fly traps, you know, like bulk fly traps. They'll collect they'll trap and collect loads of flies. Oh not not like not like Venus fly traps. No, no, like, you know, big fly traps that, that trap and collect flies. I'm imagining um, they... like a mouse trap, but very, very <laughs> very small. Very <laughs> elaborate system of, of um hammers and spikes. Um Oh right, like the board game. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah. But um but they would then buy your flies from you, dead, to use as chicken feed. And the, okay. there was like a price for dried flies per bin bag. So you'd have to collect your dead flies and <laughs> put them on a drying rack and dry them out. And when you have a bin bag full, you can then sell them back to the dead fly people as a bin bag of precious dead flies. How long would it take to... to fill a bin bag with dead flies well, i think quite process. quickly if you've got a lot of flies around and an industrial fly catcher um wow. yeah but the drying thing is vital because otherwise they just rot and you have a bin bag full of rotted dead flies as opposed to delicious <laughs> dried dead flies <laughs> that is the the most psychotic business plan i've ever heard i just imagine you in this 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 dense Shed full of flies, <laughs> stuffing them into bin bags. Yeah. Flies crawling across your eyes and mouth. Yeah. It's a vision of heaven, isn't it? What a wonderful, wonderful. We can have that shed next to the. Maybe that's what we should do with the dolphins that have died through being. Oh overly, yeah, we can use them as, as fly happy. breeding grounds. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the fly shed next to the squeezing <laughs> room. <laughs> Anyway, I dropped them a line to ask them how much they'd pay, try and work out how many flies I'd need to collect to pay back the cost of the trap and start making money, basically. Mm. And they said, they gave me all the details, and then the, the last sentence of their contact with me was, but, you know, you'd have to send these bin bags full of dried dead flies via post, but we're in America and you're in the UK, so this transaction is ludicrous. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like, yes, it is ludicrous. I'm not convinced the only reason it's ludicrous is because you're on the other side of the Atlantic. But, but, but yes, it is ludicrous. But anyway, wow. so what I was thinking was um, there's another phase in this whole life cycle, right? Which is medical mag- maggots are now a thing. You mm, can, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use maggots to abrade rotting wounds and things. Yeah, because they so, eat all the, um, all the dead rotting skin. They do. But, but leave the nice healthy skin alone. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should become fly barons because you can breed flies. You can sell a load of maggots for putting in people's rotting wounds. We could probably have a sideline next to the fly warehouse and the dolphin squeezing shed. Mm. We can have a, like a, a hospital treatment centre where people come in with gangrene and, you know, associated rotting wounds. And we just right. chuck a bucket of maggots at them and, um, you know... So we've, we've got until... so we've got three three rooms. We've got one lovely, beautiful, therapeutic dolphin hugging room yes we've got one nightmare shed full of flies <laughs> yes and, rotting and we've got another room <laughs> full of rotting humans <laughs> yeah covered in maggots yeah <laughs> eating their rotting flesh and All the right, beauty- so the, so, okay so we don't sell the maggots to a hospital we just get people in shove them in the room and then just tip maggots on them yeah, and charge them a fortune for the uh, for the holistic healing process. I was just thinking, we, like, we could sell the maggots on, but then I was thinking, yeah, it's crazy, you know, because the maggots are themselves a useful resource. Once they've pupated, you want to have access to the flies, right? Because yeah. those flies need to be dried and sold on. So yeah, those flies are, are, are they're gold. Awesome. They're, they're gold. They're gold. gold. <laughs> There's gold in them now, flies. <laughs> So this is making loads of, like, as a business, this is great. We need an investor, right? Because mm. this business is making so much sense now. Like, there's profit at every part. It's a completely, like, it's just a brilliant, like, business ecosystem. You've got the dolphins. You squeeze them. You charge for that therapy. Byproduct of that is dolphin oil, which you'd sell for fortune to oil ladles. Yeah. Um, when they die, you, you chuck, chuck them in, in the, the fly shed where flies eat them. The the maggot stage of the flies, you harvest them and throw them at rotting people in the extremely expensive private clinic, the maggot clinic next door. Mm. And then when all of these flies, ter- when maggots turn into flies, you dry them and sell them. So this is just, I mean, it's all profit all the way around, right? It really is, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's before get- you've sold the dolphin nozzles. Oh, yeah. We, are we selling <laughs> them? I thought, I thought they were our special treat. Oh, no, we've got a restaurant alongside. Right, nozzles. Nozzles. There's an accent on the O. It's nozzles. <laughs> I'm just make thinking. It sound fancy. I'm not sure what the what what the whether there's an apostrophe in that because you know, like we've got a restaurant or a cafe down the road called Frankie's. It mm. could be like nozzles. As it, all right, nozzle. How's your cafe going? Oh, yeah, nozzle. Yeah, nozzle's great. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nozzle, and I only sell nozzles. It just so happens that it's nozzles, nozzles. Where on the compound does the restaurant go? Is it next to the nightmare fly shed? I mean, all of these things are adjacent to each other, aren't Maybe they? there could be a window into the shed. So, like, you know, you go to a restaurant and they've got a big fish tank taking up one wall, that kind of thing. Only it's a it's a window into the dingy fly room. Well, a window into the dolphin squeezing room would be a beautiful thing, right? I guess so. You might... I, I don't this know. Is, that's more therapy. akin to the aquarium. Hmm, it is. Yeah. Would we? Would people be less likely to, to pay enormous amounts of money if they knew they are being watched... You could have it underground. You know, you might you might want to like give them a bit of privacy. You know, what happens in the dolphin room stays in the dolphin room. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I saw it was wrong. I've 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 just remembered. I've worked it out right because we're right. going to need a large pool, a holding pool for all these dolphins. So you could have the restaurant. You go down. I don't know whether you've ever been to Crystal Palace swimming pool, but there used to be. There maybe there still is. I haven't been there in years. Like a corridor which ran along to the gents changing room like below water level with little windows into the pool underwater it'd be like that right you have windows into the pool so you can see the dolphins swimming around oh right yeah okay yeah. well that's good too that's another another string to our bow isn't it we can ask people to go to the aquarium i'm not sure that bows are involved in this I'm not sure how you make a bow from a dolphin or flies uh is it you make the bowstring from its whiskers flies have whiskers the dolphins have whiskers Okay, big moustaches. Yeah, like yeah. Great big, you know, colonel moustaches. Yeah. I mean, you could make a, a you could make a bowstring from loads and loads of fly legs glued together. You could. It might be good. Might be. It may or may not be great. <laughs> We'd have to do some materials research, actually, because I mean, there could well be a useful material that you get from getting loads of desiccated fly corpses and crushing them at very high pressure into a brick. Right. Right. That could be a useful material of some kind. 
It could be, yeah. It could have incredible heat insulating properties or be a superconductor or... We just don't know, do we? We just, we don't, just know. don't know. Yeah, it could be have huge tensile strength. Yeah. Yeah. It could be some amazing new exotic material that will... If it's very light and very strong, you could make aircraft from it and right. Fly, right. fly, 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 fly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we're going to get really rich from this, Dave. We, we I just need some investment be, to build the facility. We're going to be billionaires, man. Yeah, this is exactly how Elon Musk got started. Is well, it? not exact, not exactly. No, he was Muskoxes, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Muskrats, Muskoxes. Elon, yeah, his 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 name is actually Elon Musk Rat, right? Yeah, and, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Started with Muskrats, Muskoxes. Anything else called musk? I don't think so. I think it's just oxes and rats. I think it is. I can't think of any other musks. No. Musk. But that's enough to start your business empire. But mm. he wasn't selling them for their precious oil, was he? He was just just extracting their precious musk. Yes. Yeah. Is that right? To, to power spaceships, I think. I'm sure this is how it goes. I'm not Googling it, but that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's... You get the muskoxes and the muskrats, you squeeze their glands to get the perfect... I mean, it is still an oil, I think, isn't it? The perfumed oil from their gland. And then you Mm. put that in a spaceship and burn it. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He isn't actually a muskox, contrary to popular belief. He's actually a human man. Oh. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. Despite his name. Despite his name. He's he's actually not a mascot. Dogs, anyway. Dogs, yes, yeah. We have. Um, I think we might have covered dogs. I think. Do you think? I can't think of anything more to say. Doggy. <laughs> oil. Oil. Dog, ladle oil. Dog. Dog, dog oil. oil. <laughs> <laughs> made made of and for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and by. Yes. By dogs. Of dogs, by dogs, for dogs. What's the purpose of oiling your dog with dog oil? Does it all kind of um, soak into the fur? Probably does, right? Oh, you could uh, very give him a slippery dog. Lustrous, lustrous sheen to his coat. It's like beard oil. Right. Okay. I dogs. was thinking more along the lines of it would be really good for throwing, you know, for getting your dog to slide extremely fast down a very large slide, like a helter skelter. They'd go really fast if they were very slickly oiled, right? Do you think Barney would enjoy that? Well, there's only one way to find out. I've always felt with dogs, dogs just have this natural um, love of just traveling fast right i think that's they why do, dogs stick right? their head out of car yeah. windows they just love the feeling of traveling fast oh do you know what so i've got a friend um well i was gonna say i've got a friend who owns a dog called kylo but i've got a friend called kylo who's a dog it's probably a better right. way of putting it um he's a lurcher he's a cross between a um a whippet and a bedlington terrier uh so he's kind of a lurcher but a bit hairier than a whippet and um he sits in the front seat of my friend's car as he drives along and i sat in the back seat with kylo in the front a while ago and kylo leans into all the corners it's hilarious <laughs> like he loves it he's driving along next to his dad you know and they turn left and he kind of leans right over like turn right that's excellent he's just having yeah. a great time he's brilliant co-driver like your best possible passenger seat companion like every car ride is just a brilliant roller coaster of joy i think it must be lovely just to get so much unalloyed joy out of something so simple as just traveling fast yeah although i guess i guess some people have the same thing right i guess car drivers i assume i've never seen a dog driving a race car Mm, you'd have to try it you'd have to adapt the controls somewhat wouldn't you you would. Yeah, yeah, you would. You'd put a, a bone on a on a fishing rod. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's the main design change you'd have to make, right? Yeah, mainly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you're saying about, about hunger and, and food treats being a bigger motivator than intelligence. Yes. I mean, a, a nice enough looking bone, they'll figure out how to drive a manual. That's how right? evolution works. That's yeah. it. That's the that's the fundamental base of you know the origin of the species. Yeah. Darwin had the revelation when he was watching a dog trying to work out how to drive a manual Ford Fiesta. I was going to go Ford get... Cortina. Why did we both go for? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, well, just because those were the cars that were around in Darwin's time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to get to a bone on a on a fishing rod. 
Yeah, and, uh, that was the evolution. That was how evolution came about. It's it's not species. widely known, but um, Darwin's ship, the Beagle, was so named because it was driven by a beagle. Right, I they, thought they you just were put gonna... a bone on a fishing rod at the front of the ship. Yeah, and, and stuck the dog behind the wheel. And yeah, that's how you... Darwin got his first ideas for evolution. Yeah, point. that's that's brilliant, isn't it? I thought you were going to say the ship was actually a hollowed out beagle. Right, um, <laughs> right. An average-sized beagle. <laughs> yeah. The beagles that you see in people's homes are micro-beagles, right? Micro-beagles. Right, yes. Micro-beagles? Micro-beagles. Yeah. They are to a normal beagle as a gnome is to a human. Fictional. <laughs> no, small. Small. Right, right. Okay. Right, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, gnomes. And they, I mean, what you just said there, I think, is... Classic sizeism, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do apologise to all the gnomes that maybe. Yeah, you can't go around to the gnome community. Gnomes. I, I, I do apologise. Yeah, um, and rightly so, because you can't just go around claiming gnomes are fictional. It's, it's not okay anymore, Dave. Might have, been, <laughs> might have been okay when we were young, but it's not okay now. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't realise that things have changed and we've progressed and. And things that you used to think were fine, realise that actually they're not fine. Yeah, that's right. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to go. It is hard. I have sympathy for people, you know. And the other way around as well, there's a lot of relaxation of societal rules as well. As we kind of put new moral guidelines on ourselves as a society, we also loosen up ones that were originally thought to be absolute and we now realise were just absurd. Like, you know, like that one about rolling naked and oil covered with a porpoise in a in an oil extraction facility. Yeah, I remember of... when I was when I was when I was young that that would that was seen as quite weird. <laughs> it was, but now just, you know, it's just therapy, right? Yeah. And everybody acknowledges that both we and the porpoises are having a great time. Nowadays it's seen as a bit weird not to do it. It does. Yeah, as long as nobody tries to suck off the nozzle. Right. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we need to get some signs made for inside the therapy centre. Don't with don't a, pic suck. a picture of someone sucking off a nozzle <laughs> with a line through it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've just admitted that I sometimes do that, but it's okay because I own the facility, right? So we can. Oh no, I was thinking. Yeah, we don't suck off the. You're not allowed to suck off the nozzle because they're ours. <laughs> yeah, not because there's anything ethically, morally. <laughs> no wrong in any way with that it's just you know they're already taken they're not included yeah. in the price of admission right you no, get to yeah, yeah. squeeze and get oiled up and if, if you ride around you in an ecstatic fugue state but, <laughs> but you, you can't have the nozzle <laughs> if you want the nozzle you've got to go to the restaurant yes that's correct nozzles <laughs> nozzles yeah you have to go to nozzles for that son <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll have different sizes of nozzle? I mean, are, are all of these dolphins pink river dolphins, or are we having a variety of sizes? Well, I was thinking, you know, you might get a different quality of oil. Like you what's, almost what's certainly the, do, right? What's almost the substance certainly. people used to get from sperm whales? Mar verdigris. Verdigris. No, not yeah. verdigris. It's not verdigris. Mardi Gras. <laughs> Mardi Gras. Ambergris. Ambergris, ambergris, that's it. Ambergris, it's yes. It's the yes. yes. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, if oh, I, I'm not, not sure. It's ambergris, ambergris, ambergris. Ambergris. Because I kind of learnt French at school, I tend to see words like that and pronounce them in the French mm. way, gris, but I suppose... In the, in the French style. Ambergris. In the, in the French, as with so many things, it in the French style. The other day I went to Paris, Yes, I like to say. Makes me sound very cultured. Yeah. When I get bread in an English shop and it's like a, like a cuboid, I just have right. screaming fit. This bread is not long enough! It's a bloody cuboid! I want long bread. I want long bread in the French style. God damn you, you barbarians! <laughs> I feel that way. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it happens every day. Every time I walk into the bakery, and you know, that's why you're banned from all the bakeries in Kent. Yeah, but I just keep going in. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You got to pull people up on this stuff. Rules are for the little people, I think. <laughs> yes, that's right. Not for us. Um, unaccountable elites. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So dogs, so, anyway. Dogs, oh, sorry, yes, sorry. dogs. Yeah. What's the largest dog? The biggest dog? The blue dog. No, that's not it, is it? That's different. The blue um, dog. I'd, what is the biggest so, dog? There's some really big dogs, right? There's um, those kind of Hungarian mountain dogs that are bred yeah. to fight off wolves. Are they the biggest dogs? There's, I mean, I'm like saying the, there's, Hungarian, forget, like it's definitely right. It might be Bulgarian or Albanian or something. Or something. I've seen yeah. some very big husky-looking things. They're quite big. Huskies are basically just wolves, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But those those kind of Albanian mountain dogs that you sometimes see with huge spiky leather collars, they're bigger than wolves, aren't they? They Instead of like, like Barney's been bred to be smaller and more chilled than a wolf, but those dogs well, have been bred to be more like horse size. Right, yeah. Some of them are 30 feet tall. At least, yeah. Mm. You haven't yeah. said what, what breed of dog Barney is. Oh, Barney's a cockapoodle, probably. Like, he's not a kind of thoroughbred. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's mainly cocker spaniel and poodle. So, yeah, a cockapoo, as we call them. He's, Although I've always soft. preferred... He's got no yeah, soft hair. I've always preferred spoodle as a, as a combo word for spaniel and poodle. Spoodle. But, but there's more than one kind of spoodle you see because there are, you know, there's Springer poodle crosses and there's little cav, ah, oh, little cavalier, like the 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 cavapoos as they're called are very similar to a cockapoo but very small. I know a couple of them right. and they're just gorgeous little things. Yeah, I'm a big fan of a of a poodle cross. I think poodle crosses are lovely dogs. I mean, all dogs are potentially lovely dogs, right? But I'm particularly fond of poodle crosses. Mm, I think I'm with you there. Yeah. That just seems to work really well. Poodles are just really good. I don't, apparently, poodles are one of the more intelligent dogs. Allegedly, you wouldn't know it from talking to Barney. I mean, he cannot hold mm. a conversation about Kant down at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's always going on, on off on obscure tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obscure philosophical tangents. You're trying to discuss like logical positivism, and he's just obsessed with the nausea of existence. You're like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's the least obsessed with the nausea of existence. He's like, this. That's a Jean-Paul Sartre reference. He's so utterly unlike Jean-Paul Sartre he... <laughs> <laughs> in several ways. <laughs> yeah, I think if you were to, you asked me earlier what's Barney like? And I struggled to think of how to answer that question. I, what I now realise is I should have said, you know, Jean-Paul Sartre is like almost the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go- now you've got it, haven't you? No, I mean, that's the thing with dogs though, isn't it? Is that he is, existence is just a constant joy for him. Everything is joyful. Apart, you know, obviously there are sadnesses, but they're very immediate. They're not to do with the nature of existence. They're to do with being away from the family for an hour or two or another animal, yeah. another smaller animal having food when he doesn't. Mm. Or a squirrel that, being... That's a key source of sadness. Yeah, or a squirrel being on the ground, which isn't so much sadness as fury. <laughs> Squirrels and birds, you know, which should be sticking to their domain, i.e. the sky, kind of yes. trying to in, trying to invade our sacred land. Um, he's got real problems with that. But yeah, as a general rule, he's just got this look of enormous enthusiasm on his face about everything. You know? That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it is beautiful. I think it's a good life, really. Dogs are the... They're, they're just good, right? They're brilliant. That's our that's our takeaway. That's our, our summary of this. Dogs, good. I mean, mankind's contribution to the world has many, you know, there's many moral ambiguities to it, right? There's a lot of stuff that is good and bad. Most of the goodnesses have some badness in them, and many things are just bad. But the breeding of dogs is like a crowning pinnacle of achievement that I quite often just kind of ponder Barney and think, you know, isn't it amazing that this creature exists? Like it's just so <clears throat> full of goodness and love. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm. there's no, there's no badness in him at all. It's amazing. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, I'm sure wolves have all of that stuff in them as starting factors, but to kind of breed over thousands of years, this ridiculous little fluffy happy boy from vicious timber wolves is kind of amazing, right? I know wolf lovers will be saying, they're not vicious. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people would say it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. These once majestic creatures roaming the woods and the fields, kings of their domain are now 
happy little idiots. I mean, I regularly living life. Yeah. Yeah, I regularly watch Barney just in paroxysms of of joy, biting his squeaky ball over and over again, and go as if that's the best thing in the world. Thinking, you know, his great 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 grandfather must be spinning in his grave watching this <laughs> bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell have you done? But he's happy, right? He's happy in his world. So we, I mean, humanity, we ruined wolves, but we made dogs. So that's all right. Well, maybe, obviously, that's the moral ambiguity back in. You see, it's there with everything, isn't it? Mm. Maybe, Dave, maybe that's where we're headed as, as in our in our long-term future, right? When we're under the right. guidance of, um, of a benevolent AI master, maybe right, we'll yes. be bred to have all this angst and suffering removed from our lives so we'll just be joy-filled but inherently trivial creatures oh that sounds it lovely. sounds wonderful i think that barney has a really happy life right probably much happier mm. than a wolf kind of struggling for its position in the pack and to not starve to death and all that stuff yeah i'm with you i think i think freedom is is way overrated yeah liberty all these concepts yeah. well no, thanks i think we can we can agree that give me a life of pleasant subservience i think we can all agree that we're on the side of the uh, coming ai super intelligent absolutely yes leader. yes definitely are yeah yes want to make that clear yeah yeah absolutely we are pro the coming silicon god <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think we've i think we've done a pretty good job of discussing dogs right I think we have, yeah. And I can't think of anything else I could possibly say about dogs. I think we've cleared up. If anybody has questions about dogs, I think we've probably already answered them. I would say Mm, if if you as a listener feel like there's anything about dogs you want to know that we haven't covered, feel free to drop us a line and ask us. But I don't see... I can't imagine what it would be, but... I can't think that anyone could possibly have a question. I think we're, we're kind of... I am. I know this is very early in the life of this podcast, but I think so far... We're succeeding in our mission of educating, but with a light touch, mm. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. I feel yeah, like that's our, yeah. that's our mission, isn't it? Like it's an educational science-based podcast where we kind of leaven the hard facts. I describe some... myself as a, as a science educator. The science that's how I describe my... Educator, yes. And yeah. dolphin stroke fly entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, maggot baron. Yeah. Maggot Baron. That's one of the worst of the Barons. <laughs> Fly Baron or Maggot Baron, which is better. Maggot Baron is definitely the way forward. Maggot's a nicer word. Yeah. Love, love that word. Here's a question for you. Hmm. When I think of maggots, I always think specifically as like housefly maggots. Where does, hmm. where does maggot end and larva or grub begin? I don't. I was wondering that myself. Yeah. Does it have to be? I suppose it has to be a fly, doesn't it? Does it? I don't know. Is are, are all grubs maggots, or are all larvae grubs? Are all? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't call. Know. I wouldn't call all larvae a, a, a maggot. Certainly not. No, like a great big beetle larva that you'd find buried in the earth or a widgety yeah, one grub of those, or something. Yeah, those enormous... Yeah, widgety, that's it. Yeah, yeah, the huge Australian ones. Yeah. I wouldn't call that a maggot. That's definitely a grub. It is grub, isn't it? They. It is literally grub, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that I've ever eaten one. No. Would you eat a widgety grub? I draw the line at eating anything that's alive. Really? Because I mm. love an oyster. I uh, love an oyster. They're so good. They're one of my favourites. And they're very much alive as they go down. Screaming. Yeah, okay. Thrashing well, yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> pleading. Pleading. For, yeah. For mercy. <laughs> yeah, but there is no mercy. Mm, not, no. For, not for oysters. Not in the gullet of Joel Veach. No. They will, no you will they find go. no sucker there. No. As he sucks you down. Yeah. Are we are we talking about the kind of suckers you get on the um, on the lamprey because there's some yeah, of them in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a particularly odd mouth, haven't you? Yeah, there's all true. sorts going on in there, yeah. all sorts. Yeah, as you go further down the tube, it just gets worse. <laughs> it just ends into a thoroughly nightmarish hell down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All laws of time and space crumble away it's into an infinite yeah. nightmare dimension of. Whirling teeth and suckers and hooks and beaks. 
it's just baffling. Just baffling. Mm. I once had yeah. a I once had um, a sore throat, and I went to the GP, and he kind of got out his little torchy thing and looked in there, and he just screamed and sat sobbing in the corner, and yeah. never never uttered another word. And that was the last time I had anyone look down there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, he probably... hasn't spoken. No, no, he's still in that room, just whimpering yeah. in the corner. Yeah, it's all boarded yeah, up right. now. Yeah. Lamp- lampreys, right? Mm. I've just remembered that they're the only animal which has murdered an English king. At least I, I'd oh, say that. Wow, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to Google that again. But um, but yeah. So, I'm sure there must have been kings killed in hunting accidents and things, right? Okay. Or by being bucked by a horse. That kind yeah. Of thing. Must have been. That one from Game of Thrones was killed by a boar, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was, um, wasn't that like a assassination though? By a boar, a boar assassinated him. I think the boar was put up to it. Wow. Yeah. Lee it Harvey boar slipped, <laughs> slipped him. A, slipped him a couple of truffles and wow. winked, and it, yeah. off he went. Okay, so apart from him, lampreys are the only assassins of an English king in yes. the animal kingdom. I'm not, I'm not sure the king off Game of Thrones counts as an English king. I mean, he is English and a king. If you. Mm. Sorry, a kind of vague what? about. Well, uh, the actor is it Mark Mark Addy Mark Addis? What is it, Mark Addy? What actor? What? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, I went a bit weird there. Uh, call that. Jesus, Jesus, Dave. We don't. I don't have time to explain the concept of fiction to you. <laughs> But one of the English kings, I'm going to say Henry the something because I'm not going to Google it, died after eating a surfeit of lampreys. Wow. Hang on. A surfeit of lampreys. That was the phrasing. Like, died from a surfeit of lampreys. I would have assumed the, the, like the level of lampreys to eat that's too many lampreys yeah. is roughly one. <laughs> no. No, they were a delicacy. Oh, and, Wow. And uh, on my personal chart, which obviously I keep pinned to the wall in the kitchen, mm. there's like a lamprey, then there's a good number of lampreys, and then there's mm-hmm. too many lampreys, and then you enter yeah. the red zone, in which <laughs> which is labelled surfeit. And if you go into if you go into the red zone, then um, so you could you could die. How how did eating too many lampreys kill him? Did he just burst? Popped. Popped. <laughs> yeah, burst. I think, um, okay, so the, I mean, obviously, yes, he burst. But the sensible answer to that, I think, is that he probably died of one of those things which we would now be able to diagnose, but in those days they couldn't, like a heart attack. Um, right. But after a huge feast with lots of lampreys in, so put down to the lampreys. I see. Know, or a stroke or something. But that's a slightly oh. boring answer, isn't it? I'm going to go with he literally just burst at the table. He burst. I imagine he burst and lampreys just kind of spilled out of him. Do you think it was like Mr. Creosote, but in but full of lampreys? Yeah, I tend I tend to think of all medieval kings oh, as God, being like, like, a, like Mr. Creosote. Yeah, like a like a lamprey bomb. So <laughs> it exploded and everybody got covered with lampreys that immediately started boring into them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a lovely idea. Wow. What a way to break up a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everyone go home now. The lamprey bomb's going off in six minutes. Get your coats. (laughs) You will regret it if you stay for the lamprey bomb. (laughs) Okay. Well, again, I think we've covered dogs really well. Yeah, I think Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Closing comments, I'd just like to say cats are nice too. Oh yeah, cats are great. I've also got a cat. I mean, maybe we should do a podcast which is dedicated to cats soon. Oh, maybe we should. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we a sequel. Do, maybe next episode could be cats. Maybe it could be. Yeah, yeah. Then we should probably do one on on um, river dolphins because I don't think we covered them. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a podcast in river dolphins. If I'm honest. No, no, no. you're probably right. They're yeah boring. No, boring is what lampreys do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Or right down into your thorax. Mm. Mm. And then That's reproduce so you burst, spraying right. thousands of lampreys everywhere. I don't know how you've managed to make lampreys worse <laughs> somehow. 
So that's what happens, though. You're caught in a lamprey bomb. The lamprey attaches itself, burrows into your thorax. You lie there as you gradually swell up and inflate with lampreys, a surfeit of lampreys, mm. until you then, this is the beautiful life cycle of the lamprey, you then burst, sending thousands of lampreys flying, attaching onto anyone nearby. That kind of multiple chain reaction thing is exactly why they're banned uh, by the Geneva Convention. Because they're, they're counted as cluster munitions, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Which is which is the reason you don't see more lamprey bonds in modern warfare. It's true. Yeah. And that's yeah, and that's dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks thanks very much, Joel. I learned loads about dogs today. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, we we uh, I similarly am much better informed than I was at the start of this conversation, as I'm sure all of our listeners are as well. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Yes. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. Yes. See you next time for should we make a decision? Is it cats next time? Let's do cats, yeah. Let's do cats. See you next week for cats. Bye. Bye. Bye.